0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome, this is Cincy Brewcast, it's the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, we're, we're having a lager palooza, a, a lager party. Um, this is, as I was just telling everybody that's staring at me right now uh, a minute ago, this is the biggest show that I think I've ever done. There are so many people here. Um, to make this easy on me, we're going to run down from the end over there, Danny, and everybody introduce yourselves. Say who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do there because.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's great that you're starting with me. Uh, My name is Danny Harold. I'm the director of marketing at Sounder Brewing up in Mason, Ohio. Uh, I do not brew the beer, but I think most of these gentlemen up here do, so it should be fun.
2: My name is Adam Mills, and I'm with Cartridge Brewing, um, and I am the head brewer.
3: Uh, my name is Brad Plank. I'm here with Fretboard Brewing, head brewer, owner.
4: I'm uh, Evan Rouse. I'm uh, co-founder of Braxton Brewing Company, and I lead up uh, all quality and research and development.
5: Yo, I'm Mike Brown. I share something in, in common with Danny. I don't brew. I'm the president and CEO
6: of Rebel Metal Brewery. i um, Josh Wilson, head brewer, 50 West. I'm Steve Shaw. I'm the head brewer of Weedman Brewing Company.
7: My name's Eric Streckfus. I'm the uh, brewer at the Moorland Lager House.
0: Wonderful. So we, these are all, now I have to preface this before we start because I'm going to get some kind of grumpy text message or email because of this show. These are not all of the lager brewers in Cincinnati. There are some really fantastic people making some really great lager beer that did not make this stage, not because they're not making great beer, just because I don't think we could fit any more people here. So I had this really, really complicated algorithm of how, how, how many loggers uh, these people have on tap currently, um, the the quality of that logger, and also just how geeky they are about it. So there are people that probably should be on the stage that aren't. Especially, you know, I, I have to shout out to Andy down at Alexandra. He is one of the geekiest logger brewers that I know. And I feel terrible that he's not on this stage right now. (laughs) But that's just because of my faulty algorithm. But um, all of these people make fantastic lager beer and are doing it in a way that, um, to me, pays a lot of respect to what Cincinnati is and what Cincinnati was and why we became the beer city that we are. So I'm glad to have you guys all here. It's really strange having to look both directions. (laughs) before we do anything, we have to drink a beer because that's what we do on the show. From the beer fridge. It's a, it's a really important part of the show. I spent I spent probably one afternoon making that sound clip. <laughs> that's okay. You're good now till the end.
5: <laughs> How many beers have you drinking since
0: then? Uh, many, many beers. I actually. Um, I have a count of how many beers we've drank on this show since then. you got to talk into the microphone if you're going to talk. Yeah, use your, no, your microphone Nobody voice. else can hear me. But me in in my bad. Um, All right. I think, with, without pulling it up because I don't feel like searching through my nose, I, it's somewhere around 700-something on the show, um, something like that. It, how many I've drank beyond that, I don't know.
5: <laughs> that's a solid two years' worth. I mean, if you're drinking a beer a day, I mean, that's fine,
0: um, yeah? I actually have no idea what beer I'm drinking either because uh, it was delivered here and nobody told me what it was. Beers. Somebody want to tell me what this is? I was going to say. Cool on. Oh, well, what yeah, is that? Yeah. <laughs> it? It did taste a little fruity. So this is um, a shandy. Uh, what, is the, what is the fruit in here?
3: Uh, we used... Uh, put me on the spot here. That's what I do. Lemonade and pink guava. <laughs>
0: And then a, a, light, a light lager base. I'm assuming, something like acoustic. Actually, I apologize. That's not a lager. Yeah, that's a nail. It's not a lager. It's a nail. nail. So it's like a blonde? So I don't know
3: why you even got one up here. I'll <laughs> drink it. I don't
0: care. It's kind of lager-ish.
7: Yeah.
3: Hey, <laughs> no. That's contraband hey, no, my tonight. God, uh, Shameful. And light and fruity.
7: We got a couple of people here without beers, but I got a, a growler. If someone could bring them some glasses. Yeah, everybody needs a beer to do
0: the show. Yeah. That's very important. Is there? Do we have like cups or something we can get? Um. So... Let's, while, we're, while we're waiting on that, and we'll kind of work through some
3: other beers while we're, uh, while we're, while we're talking. Hey, hey, Jim, there's a bunch of uh, beers sitting on a skid inside the cooler. If you'll mind grabbing that, please, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll need all those, every single one of them.
0: If you guys, you guys thought shift beers was bad, just wait. now. this is not at all going to be like all that. Right. I know some of you guys listen to shift beers. <laughs> what, what is it, and anybody can, anybody can grab this question, anybody that's uh, eager to talk. What is it about lager as a beer drinker? that kind of gets that little, scratches that itch for you guys. What makes lager great to drink? Is that what the question yeah, was? Yeah, like as a, as a beer drinker. So we'll talk about the brewing side of it.
8: But it's just, it's, it, To me, it's the most beautiful, clean, ideal version of beer. Uh, if you mess up a lager and I'm drinking it, I would know. Um, <laughs> As far as a drinker goes. Uh, but yes, to me, lager is the epitome of beer because it is so reliable. I, I'm confused on the glassware here. Uh, <laughs> it is, it, it is, it, when it's well done, it is the, it's the go-to every single day of the week, twice on Sundays. Lager beer has and will forever rule the beer world, in my opinion.
0: For me, it's like it, um, it took... You know, when 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 beer started, we were people were just kind of making this 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 thing that there was not a lot of. Uh, I mean, there was thought behind it, but it was it just happened. You you made you made some kind of gruel. I think we're you, talking like what twenty five thousand years ago. Yeah, really long time ago. But like, bear with like, me. Bear with, are are we'll you there. talking
5: like clay pots and like leaving grain overnight yeah, yeah, yeah. and then getting hammered off of it? Yes, we're right, we're right, going right. to take from, every right, my year.
0: You know. Some Ninkasi stuff, right? Yeah. When when beer started, it was it was it was a chaotic process. You didn't know why things were happening, and lager beer was that evolution of it. As soon as people started figuring out that hey, if we you know only brew this when it's kind of cold outside, and if we only store it in a cave where it's a little bit chilly, this beer turns out different, and it turns out better, and it makes us it makes us we enjoy it more. It was this evolution of what beer is. Then this 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 and and not to not to crap on IPAs, but when craft beer exploded, it was all about these big massive hoppy this high ABV that and it that's wonderful, but we kind of lost sight of this thing that makes beer uh, it, uh, it, is, is drinkability still a word that we use? Like this, this thing that when you sit down, you just want to drink beer and you want to drink more of it. And uh, in my opinion, I think simplicity in a lot of ways in life goes a long way. And, I agree.
8: Uh, you know, the keep it simple, stupid, right?
0: Yeah, that's, my wife says uh, that to me all the time.
8: <laughs> and I think that uh, lager is, is the epitome of that, but it's really easy to mess it up. Oh, agree. You can't
0: hide anything for sure. It's fascinating to me that such a such a simple beer. I mean, take take a you know perfect pilsner. How many ingredients are in there? Uh, Four. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's such a simple. It's such a simple recipe, but yet so. few people can really nail it. And I shouldn't say so few people because we're we're sitting here at a table full of people that can nail that. Can I
5: can I piggyback? Sure on, please. real quick. So like um what you were saying a minute ago where the IPA seemed to be the explosion, right? Which I'm gonna be candid with you. That's what got me started in this in the in the first place. The second thing that got me started in this was actually in his environment going, why can't I do this? Right. So We were trying to find ways of uh, maybe differentiating ourselves a little bit. And really, truth be told, if you look at the craft breweries around, you know, around not only just Cincinnati, but in general, at the time, I was in a job where I traveled all over the nation and was able to go to a lot of craft breweries. There was a lot of IPAs afoot, which is not a bad thing. They're the number one market demographic for a reason, you know? Yeah, they taste great. But I was like, all right, how are we going to differentiate ourselves in a sea of india pale ales and and our gut instinct was to focus on lager production and and be an um, like my goal our goal at rebel metal is to be like a trendsetter in american craft lagering that's where we want to be that's the the tone look and feel so to speak
0: it's a little bit of a a, a ballsy approach when you're trying to plan a brewery well, you, t- you, you take, know, take I a lead s- with
5: you- my face you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> you take this style that is is known for being incredibly difficult to pull off and when you do, people pick you apart for it. Like, you know, if you've got, a, if you've got a, a beer geek that comes and sits down and tries a mediocre brewery, we won't name names, but I've had some in the last couple of weeks. Um, you're you're going to get picked apart by what you put out there as far as lager goes. IPA, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is good, but I like this one better. And then they kind of move on and they don't really care. A bad, bad pilsner, you're going you're gonna to get some shit.
5: You know my team. You know what they're capable of. There's you know- a reason why they're there
0: we made a uh, Bach flavored beverage product too. We should talk about that as something marshmallowy
5: pineapple conaption <laughs> of a uh, Frankensteinish beer. It's fantastic.
0: What about what about you guys over here? What what is it about lager that gets you excited? What is it that that does it for you?
1: Uh, I've really enjoyed learning from our production staff on because when I first got to Sonder, I assumed that they were going to be big hopheads or like stouts or something like that. They exclusively drink loggers, And getting to know them a little bit, it's because it's just They exclusively drink lagers out of liters. Uh, in, yes, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it's their preferred form of drinking lagers, for sure. Uh, but I just feel like they instilled in me this idea of evaluating a brewery based on their loggers, and really just being able to enjoy the nuances of it. And to your point, you can't hide anything in a logger. So it's the best way to evaluate a beer it's the best way to evaluate a brewery and it's just beer flavored beer and i think a good one is really easy to find but a bad one is also very easy to notice as well so i just really enjoy the simplicity of it the beauty and simplicity as you could
4: for, for me it goes back uh to kind of where i started in craft beer which was brewing at Hofbrauhaus. house oh uh, those guys and uh <laughs> it, it it lagers always had a special place in my heart and that's, you know, why we make October Fuel. And so you get to get into more traditional types of brewing, such as decoction mashing, Ooh, uh, which we'll is one of, one of my favorite techniques, which um, is why October Fuel is as dense and complex as it is. Um, so, j- you know, besides being crisp, refreshing, and... Um, very easily consumable. It's not hazy, and it's not on trend, it's not and it's to not, it's not <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a beer for brewers, I guess, is at the end of the day.
0: It is, but, like, I, I'm not a brewer. I have never claimed to be a brewer. I've made some beer, and my wife has tried some of those beers, and they're not that great. I'm not, I, do, I don't, I'm not a brewer. I am a, I'm a, I'm a drinker at heart, and I, I've come to terms with that. And there is still something about, and, and not I'm not just talking about Pilsners and these light, kind of crisp, simple beers. You take something like this, that's right in front of me. Um, we'll keep moving through some beers. Uh, this is uh, Volume, yeah. the Juniper Schwartz beer. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. I, this is not a traditional lager. No. Like, there's... there's, there's a lot about this is very anti-tradition. Yep. <laughs> There's it,
5: it was based off tradition. A lot of German but,
0: people that would get very angry at this but beer. But
5: modified. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's good we live in America. But I will tell you, um, where we're at located downtown, um, we get DHL crews that fly in and out of CVG, and they stay at the Hilton that's like a block away. They order the volume. They love it.
0: It's, it takes what I love about Schwarz beer. And puts this spin on it that is very, um, for lack of a better way to put it into words, it's a, it puts a very craft beer spin on it. You know, it takes that thing that people are always searching for something different. You know, what's what's your spin on this and what's your spin on that? Which um, I need to make a note to get to that too. But <laughs> you know, it, it it takes it puts some kind of your personality, your personality as a brewery, into a style that is super super traditional.
5: So that's kind of what we do is um, if you ever come down to our spot, you're going to see that it's a converted parking garage.
0: I do come down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make it sound like I don't come down there.
5: It's a converted parking garage. So we have kids. As it's a hard team, to get out of the house. We're all about making the old new again, so to speak. And uh, volume, it drinks, or excuse me, it pours like Guinness. It drinks a lot lighter than it looks. You're going to get a slight coffee note up front with a smooth malty finish. That's kind of how I describe it. And uh, truth be told, it's been one of our number one sellers since day one. Even in the summertime, it's kind of crisp and refreshing.
0: It's evolved a little bit too. Like I, when I first remember trying it, the the, the juniper was big. There was a lot there, and this is a little more uh, leaning into the the schwarz of the schwarz beer. It's uh, it's. Good beer. I like it. Thank
9: you. I really like uh, it. Uh, <laughs>
3: volume eight and a half. Yeah.
9: yeah. Oh, yeah. It is eight and a half percent.
5: It, trust me, two of them, you're going to feel it. All right.
0: <laughs> so what, you know, when, from from a brewing perspective, everybody always talks about how, how lagers are hard and how they're difficult and there's not a lot to hide behind. Why is that versus some other things? Is it um, just because you're, you're not getting walloped with a bunch of hops? Is it that simple?
3: Well, actually, we, barely heavily hop our Vlad Pilsner. And so I don't think it's that. Obviously, less alpha acid. You get more of the the, the, the noble style of the hops. So you get more what's, of the... What's an alpha acid? So alpha acid pretend, is... Sorry. Pretend so, I'm a complete idiot. So let's compare like uh, um, Saz, right? You're probably talking 5 or 6% alpha acid. That's just a bittering extract you're probably going to get out of that beer regardless of when you put in the boil. You'll get more in the longer part of the boil versus the, more, the short part, but... Think of like citra, you know, a more common American hop. That's probably like a 15 to 18% alpha acid, so you get a lot more of the flavoring, the, the aroma from it. You'll still get the bittering from it, but it's kind of a waste to put it in a bittering charge because you're just throwing money down the toilet at that point. You just want something to bitter to bitter, right? So you get flavor and aroma from like citra and like you know, that. You still get it from the German noble hops, but you get it in a different degree. You don't get the floral. You don't get the fruit. You don't get the citrus. You get the grassy. You get that that terroir, that 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 earth from, from Europe. It's 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 just different. I don't know. It's more. I don't know. Um, it, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's uh more native, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. But what
0: is it about? lager that makes it more difficult if it's it's not
3: i think it's like the constant gardener it's a curated product versus if i mess up an ipa i can just slam more dry hops on it unless it's ridden with diacetyl or something like that right can but i can't cover up that i can no matter how much i want to do that in a lager can dry hop the crap out of a lager you're still going to taste that you're still going to smell it i can't get rid of it it's there it's present it, it, I guess it's more like a constant gardener. It's like a bonsai artist. You want to constantly curate that product until you get the impurities out of it, right? Sure. That's all. Well, I, I guess that's why. That's why it's and it's more attractive to me. It's more crisp. You get a. I don't know. How, you get a better satisfaction out of brewing that product, and curating that product, and then consuming that product. I, I don't know how else to explain. It. Yeah, I like the attraction, saying, like yeah. bottle there. Yeah.
5: Like, like, like. If is, is it difficult to do? Yes, sign me up.
7: <laughs> fun consistency is uh, something that you touched on too. I think uh, just the the ability to alter a beer with an IPA, and I mean, yeah, everybody's IPA that that is their flagship IPA or IPo. Or, Old brewed IPA, you know, they should all taste like they did the last time you brewed it. But the, um, yeah, your, your light lager should taste like your light lager every time everybody shows up. And just to touch on ingredient costs, too, like you're, you know, if you're, if you're brewing a consistently good light lager, it's going to probably pay for your more expensive beers, too. Mm you're gonna be out selling all your all of your expensively produced beers three to one with that light lager and you know that's that's how that's how it is for us down at the at the lager house our our lager house light lager is the uh, the number one seller and it's not always three to one but it's usually in that ballpark it's 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 really you know doing doing a, it's in the driver's seat so it's the, it's the backbone it's exactly. the backbone exactly because everybody around the world is drinking light lager. Um, international Light Lager. The nine is, out of ten
0: beers that are being drank are probably some kind of exactly. light lager style. Is that still the number anybody knows? Exactly. To if that. you
7: go to if you go to Thailand, you're still gonna find passable <laughs> rice, you know, international light lager. If you go to the you, edge, of if you go anywhere. You, you go hit anywhere.
0: on a couple things here. So, you know, the first one being, you know, the, the cost of, of making a, a lager. And that, that's true for light lager, you know, your, 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 your garage beer or your, uh, you know, your, your, your cheetah or whatever it may be. It's, it's, it's a light lager. It's, it's a beer that's meant to throw in your fridge. And when you just want to drink a beer, you grab that. That doesn't mean loggers are cheap to brew. You've got other stuff that you know, like you're, you're you're bringing malt in from across the world. You're you're spending an entire day decocting it 37 times or however I don't know how I saw Well, still that, and that's decoction. a good
7: point. And the the square footage under <laughs> your feet too because your loggers <laughs> sitting in your tanks longer. It is. is for sure. yeah. For sure. Absolutely right. But still it's still paying for it. It's still <laughs> paying for everybody else. <laughs>
0: Again, going back to uh, Andy Reynolds down to Alexandria, I've, I've brewed lagers with him, and there's no way he's only decocting once. It takes so long. It's all day long. <laughs> well, and it's also, every ingredient is really going to show, too. And so, like, uh,
2: obviously your malt, your hops, and your yeast and everything like that, but your, lager, but, but your water is going to show as well. well um, and if you're, making, if you're making a number of lighter beers, I mean, all, all those elements show, and you don't want them to blend together and everything like that.
0: Right, it, it, you know, th- that's what I love about I mean, going back to kind of lighter styles, Pilsner. It's the perfect, it, to me it's the, you know, and I, I love other styles. I mean, Oktoberfest is one of my favorite beer styles, but it doesn't showcase every ingredient the way a perfect Pilsner does. It, every single thing is just right there in front of you, and they all play this perfect balance with each other, and it's, it, when it's done right, it's a, it's a really, really beautiful thing. It's hard to do right, though.
5: What do they say? Practice the basics, right? Sure. Once you practice the basics, master the
0: basics, then you can hydrate and press on to the next level. It should be that way. Agreed. It should be that way. And that's... I think that's... You know, in the world of craft beer, we've... uh, We hit this point where people were wanting to just... progress for the sake of progressing they just desired to do the next thing and like this is this is our version of this sometimes you don't need to do your version of anything it's it's centuries have have proven that there is a perfect pilsner centuries have proven that there is a perfect october maybe not centuries for oktoberfest but there is a perfect oktoberfest that's what you're shooting for when you're creating these traditional styles it's you're you're trying to, you're you're trying to tap into this thing about beer, not just craft beer, just beer. This thing that for so long we have uh, fallen in love with. Um, it's freedom. We need to crack open another one too. What, you guys are all drinking different things. This is very difficult. I'd, I'd like to like and uh, I like it. I, I I need like nine glasses. I'm just what I'm else do you need, no? diving into a can. <laughs> what do you I need? Can re- I can reach this one.
3: I mean, seriously. Um, I mean, we're a, we're a music theme brewery, right? We 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 try to run this parallel and entertainment of music and beer is what we do. Um, music changes every day. You know, classic rock doesn't even have a genre anymore. There's not even a a a an, uh, a time gap around classic rock anymore. I think. Elton John's gonna be classic rock at some point. I think you know Guns N' Roses are gonna be classic rock at some point. I think one thing that stands true at time is (laughs) lager beers, right? Those are yeah. yeah. They're they're timeless, but yet they have their place for everything. And then there's like reggae music for me is timeless. It doesn't change for me. It's it's something that's a constant. Like you go back to what you were saying, it's a constant. It's a beautiful constant. And then you know. One, yeah. In
5: America, it's been around forever. So if you think about it, pre-Prohibition, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but these are the metrics that I have memorized. We were like 46, 4,700 breweries in the United States pre-Prohibition, right? By 1973, sounds like, sounds good. there was 42. Oh. Correct. And, but they were the lager Loggers.
3: They were in the big boys. Cincinnati, northern Kentucky were probably in the top... Five to seven percent of the largest lager producing breweries before prohibition, as well. Absolutely, we were yeah. in the top
5: three percent, if yeah. I know correctly. Sure, sure. Um, that was just something I, I was read. Just being a little
3: conservative, but yeah. But,
5: um, <laughs> you know, Cincinnati was in the top three of lager production pre prohibition. And then uh, by 1973, there was what, 41 operating I breweries know across number, the United yeah. States. So we do owe a lot to Fritz Maytag, but at right. the same time, he was focused on ale production, correct? Yeah. Sure. That's all right. Well, yeah. that's all right. You know? So being in this town and having a, a logger house, so to speak, quote, right. unquote, it's exciting. It's fun. It it's is. part of the community.
3: And I honestly think nobody it's else sexy. can produce what we produce in this region because they don't have the water supply or the chemical makeup of their, of their mineral minerality of their water. To even come close to what we try to do in this region, which is, I think, is very unique, and it's very historical, and it's very something that we need to hold on to and in, in, in honor. Right? And a lot of people aren't doing that, but in- I, 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 I applaud everybody at this table for doing that, just to hold on to the heritage of our region, which is huge. But in theory, yeah. we live
0: in 2021, isn't it? In can't, if, if In theory. In theory, we're in 2021. <laughs> I'm confused after the last year and a half, but um, c- can't you have a brewery anywhere that takes whatever water is being pumped into your brewery and strip it down and turn it into whatever you want? Like, anybody can make great beer. There's still something else about being The I, people. I, it's, a, it's, the, it's a chip on our shoulders, what it is. It's Cincinnati, is where We get angry about the fact that nobody gives us the credit we feel like we deserve, from sports to beer to everything. We just... Yeah, We just, we're, we're grumpy just by the nature of living here.
3: Yeah, it's like I get so mirrored that Beerstadt gets all this accolades <laughs> for freaking being a Denver brewery and has this, like, 10, 20, 30-hour slow pour pills to get a beer. In. And, you know, we have beers. It's pretty g- damn good, though. It's
9: pretty good.
3: But I'm sorry. You don't need to take 10 minutes to pour that damn thing for me to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pour <laughs> me two. A,
7: pour me one while yeah, I'm waiting on yeah. that. So, yeah.
0: Talk about You gotta I mean, get
7: you gotta get another beer before you gotta order the yeah, light <laughs> lager exactly. the before you order the slow pour pills.
0: Uh, talk about the balance of you know craft beer versus this tradition and versus a a style in, in light lager. I mean I've got a garage beer in front of me. If somebody had told me that there will be a local brewery making light lager you know, ten years ago, I'm like, no, they're not. That's nobody nobody's gonna do that. That's that's the thing that we've rebelled against so hard. Ten years ago you know? it would have probably failed. Yeah. Like yeah, it would have just and, and, you know, Led Zeppelin, you know. Then now you've got breweries like Wiedemann or like Braxton or you know, the countless other not countless, but there's you know, several others that like have this, this 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 huge part of who they are now in something that again, ten years ago I'm like, I'm not drinking that. You know? Well, and I mean really even even that's what high
2: I mean, depending how you, it doesn't depend on how you feel about it. Um, Hazy IPA shows that people want drinkable beer. Hazy IPA shows that people don't want, by and large, 75 IBU hey, in their beer. shows beers. people want candy. Some, There are some people that want that. But people want beer that's approachable. Hazy IPA is potentially more approachable, at least according to what sales say, um, than 75, 80, 100 IBU IPA. And I think that's one of the reasons that we're seeing this push mm. now for us. Um, probably two three of our top five beers are light beers are our light yeah. lager you know I mean, uh, waiting, wait a minute. do you
0: think that there is a tie there between people drinking hazy IPAs and not so much not like, so much
2: the tie but i think it speaks to a, an increasing interest in the consumer of
0: having something
2: that they can absolutely just slam can I, You know what I mean, from, a, ref- from like a refreshing standpoint, you know what I mean?
5: I agree with you 100%, and I think what happened for a long time is it didn't alienate people, but you've got core market demographics, right? And those core market demographics, you've got folks that have been drinking the traditional 73 breweries, you know, the big dogs. Can we say it on air?
0: Yeah, we can do it every once. Like, you, know like-
5: like- like, you know what I'm talking about, right? For years, they were drinking those products, right? But they see all these IPAs come out, they're going to bars, they're going to restaurants now, and they're seeing all these craft beers come out, but they're like, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like the 75 IBU IPA. I don't like the hazy IPA. Oh, this brewery over here produces a light beer that's still craft. It's more accessible to certain beer drinkers. That's the model that we thought of. It was. It's just more accessible. It's easier. Everybody likes a light beer. Now some people have preferences for IPAs, but everybody likes a light Couple beer. people.
1: One of the cool things that we've found in our tap room is that people enjoy the options of loggers. I think a lot of what's happened is people want options for IPAs because they want to have one, try another, and get a good feel for what IPAs you have on the board. We have three on the board right now, and we'll have anywhere from like two to five at a time. And people enjoy, you know, trying Rally Cap and then they want to try Giga Costa Lager after that just because like, what else do you have that's light? We're finding that more and more and our light beers are climbing towards the top of our you know, taproom draft sales, the more and more we keep growing, even though you betcha will forever be one of the top years that we sell, we're seeing a lot of success with having multiple lagers on the board, where I think previously people thought you just need to have one light lager on the board so that that light lager drinker has something to drink, where we're now kind of seeing the beauty of having options in that category.
0: Do you think it's a collision of two different Kind of worlds coming together. You've got the, the people that walk in. Oh, what's the closest thing you've got to Bud Light? You know,
1: and then you have also those those geeks that there, there's certainly uh, some of that. I think a lot of people do come into the tap room and just ask, "What is your lightest option?" Which is totally fine. But I think we work. do see a lot of people come in and they want to try our different light options because they are that, maybe they're that new craft beer drinker, they're that craft beer drinker that doesn't like IPAs, they don't like hops, they don't like stouts, and they do just want to see the nuances and the difference between the uh, light lagers that you have on the board. And even when we talk about lagers, too, we've converted a lot of our consumers to trying our Schwartz beer as well, our dark lager, Nocturnal. It's so, fantastic. Thank you. They'll have you know one of our lighter light loggers, and then our bar staff has done a really good job of being like, hey, you should try this dark option as well. It's dark, but it's incredibly drinkable, and we're actually getting a lot of people to, you know, we'll get them to try a nocturnal, and then they buy another one as well. It's something that they are surprised by how much they like it. They're surprised by how light it is, and how drinkable it really is. is
0: talk about something like that, like nocturnal, like a, a sports beer, that Traditionally, there's a season for that. We all, we, we know that. I think you yeah. invented the season. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to make Schwartzbeer season a thing in Cincinnati, if you guys want to get on board with me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like January-ish. Like
0: all year? Well, <laughs> I can do that too. I can do
1: that too. So, I'm on that
9: as well.
0: That, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> right. It's on right now, right? Uh, or I, it, was. it was. It's it, been on in
1: recent. It, it was on for probably about four or five months, but it, it really popped in like January and February. But is is
0: this this dark lager, and I know some of you guys have one on all the time. Yeah, we mm-hmm. have one on all the time. You yeah. know, is, is, is something like that kind of stretching out to maybe dark lager. not
9: <laughs> perfect? <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, is that something that is spreading out to maybe more than just sports beer season?
1: I think it's super beneficial that a lot of breweries have that option on the board because the representation of it at multiple breweries kind of clicks in people's heads, right? Where, oh, I saw a dark lager at Moorline, Wiedemann, 50 West, and now all of a sudden it's like, this must be a cool style, you know? And maybe you do get coerced into trying one at one of those breweries, and then you're intrigued by everyone else's dark lager. There's spear as well. So I think that the representation of it is really important, and again, I'm trying to get sports beer season going, kind of similar to Oktoberfest. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. On, I, I, I totally can do it year-round. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yeah. Sold. Boomie in. So I want to jump back real quick. Is that alright?
1: Sure. So yeah.
5: we were just talking about um, that differentiation point, right? So if you look at strategically at the beer market itself, right? Okay. I'm looking. The craft beer is probably 15-25% to 25% of the total market. You're going to have 10-15% to 15% uh, in imports, and then the rest you're going to have in domestic beer manufacturing, right? You forgot
0: about seltzer.
5: I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: you forgot about seltzer.
5: Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> seltzer, seltzer drinker, not beer drinker. Wait, so we're not going to do it. it. We're, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> anyways, but if you look at that market in general, right, you right. can obviously deduct right off the bat that the overwhelming beer drinker in the United States is a light beer drinker. Budweiser, Bud Light, Middle Light, Coors Light, you know, the the staple, so to speak. Right. Looking at that, having a beer that's light beer in your house, right? Not only opens the door to them drinking a light beer, but it also opens the door to them drinking a Schwarz beer that they may have never tried before. It opens up the door for them to try a sour that may they may have never tried before. Right. It you know, so like what is it? Knowledge is power, right? How the hell do you know unless you try it? So it opens the door. We might get a staunch Bud Light, Middle Light, Coors Light drinker in our room, like, ah, that's all I want. He drinks the Steuben Tiger. He's like, hey, that's a great light beer. What else do you got? It just opens the door.
0: I think on the, on the flip side, too, you get these, these geeks, and I, I know there's a couple of you guys out there that are... That are kind of those those beer geeks that think oh all I drink is fruity pebble whatever yeah. yeah exactly you know something that's going to explode in my hands when I try to drink it um that's all that they do and that's what people line up for and that's that's the thing keep right cold now. drink fresh
3: <laughs> yes. make which, make beer beer again which
0: no, for the record you should do with your beer keep your beer cold and drink it fresh that's that's not a bad thing to do but it, it shouldn't that should explode if you don't. good advice. <laughs> it should not be a caution. <laughs> it shouldn't be something that your lawyer told you to put on the can. So, I, but but no. you've, got these, you've got these people that, that is, that's, what they, that's what they want. That's what they line up for. That's, that's their thing. And maybe after they show up for the latest can release and line up for six hours and share giant bombers of whatever, and then they step into the tap room, and they're going to have one more. Maybe it's a lighter lager, and maybe it kind of starts to get something in their head and shift to what, what beer is supposed to be. Maybe. I don't know. I don't some know. folks have really thick skulls. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Right. some very thick skulls out there. I lead with my face. Anybody who's lining up for a beer that may explode, it's probably I, a little thick skull.
3: I guess to, to go back to your original question, I think everybody's unique, right? Everybody's business We're model special. Is, We are special. Everybody's business model is different. It's unique to them, Like. Somebody's a hyper-local brewery or somebody wants to do regional or quasi-national distribution. So one of our mottos is is approachability and drinkability for our beers. And we feel like we do a a fairly well job in in, in offering that, whether it's a a light ale or a fruited product or a lager, or now we've got our acoustic light lager. You know, we're just trying that out in the market. Um, the thing is, is I feel like we're running three businesses at once here at Fretboard. We've got a tap room, we've got a distribution company, and we've got a production company at the same time.
5: Well, then you've got marketing right? on top of and Mar- it.
3: Well, sure, sure. Then you've
5: got the live show
3: on and top you of do it. Music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's
5: more than three.
3: Correct. But I'm just trying to, you know, compartmentalize yeah. it all, right? they trying to put in those, the silos they belong in. And then every <laughs> demographic in the region you belong to, you have a certain group of people who like to drink what they like to drink. And right now, and then and I group it into trends and fads. All right. And then there's mainstays. So trends and an IPA is a trend, and it is a trend that has not gone away. So now that's become a staple in our society. Now you've got your milkshakes, your hazies, things like that nature. I think. The the hazy's a trend now and it's here to stay. I think the milkshakes are a fad, and we'll see what happens with those. But lagers have never died. Damn. Right. And Agreed. those are and they're staples and yep. it's an approachable drink. I don't want to come to my brewery on a on a on a free night, right? On a social night, and get hammered off of two of my IPAs that are 7.1, 7.2% when I can just cruise control on a four and a half to five point two percent beer and enjoy myself, not feel like an Idiot and have to Uber home at the same time that night just because I've over imbibed or I've over indulged on any product. Nor do I want to go to anybody else's establishment and do the same thing either. So, yeah.
5: Let's face it on a summer day when it's nice and warm, nobody wants to drink a 7.5% lactose infused, like bomb, <laughs> you know? What I damn sure. want to light beer, man. You know? I
4: don't <laughs> People do. Not this guy. I'm old as hell. I think, no, no. I think craft beer is kind of cyclical, honestly. If you, if you think about, so Braxton's been around for six years now. When we opened, we opened with four beers, IPA, Hoppy Wheat, a Stout, and a Porter. And we, were, we sold out of IPA in the first weekend, right? And so now, you know, six years later, IPA is still 45%, 44% of the overall craft category. Still the fastest growing, fastest selling segment of craft. Then there's lager. And like, like you said, lager's never gone away. It's never going to go away. Right. Um, but I think as people progress through their craft beer circle, if you will, they go from IPAs to Stouts to Porters to Doubles to Hazies too. I just want a sessionable beer that is easy, it tastes like beer, and it's
8: drinkable. I want That's two, literally I want the route that three. I have gone. Like, I started I, with IPAs. I'm i
4: starting to get don't, back to IPAs now, but now I'm
8: beer.
4: like garage beer exists because our lightest beer that we had was Storm. Uh, which is a, a cream ale, and it's great. It's a sessionable beer, but it's of more full body. I wanted something crushable, uh, and we didn't. We had Twisted Bit, which is a Dortmunder style lager. Oh, I love that and, beer. And so, like, we we wanted something light and crushable. Um, and so, I, I went from IPAs to Stouts and Porters to Hazy's to Lager. Stayed on Lager for a while, and now I'm slowly getting back to IPAs. That's, That's
7: actually uh, I would love to ask you about. I love how he. Uh, the Dormwunder style lager, because I, the first time I was exposed to uh, a, a good Helles brewed stateside was when I was apprenticing in, in D.C. Uh, I, uh, I was in Washington, D.C. for about 13 years, and that's where I learned to brew beer. And we brewed a Helles that we masqueraded as a light lager. Um, we were a block down from... Uh, where the Capitals play hockey and the Wizards play basketball, and it was just you had to have a light lager on the board. My boss loved Munich Hellas, and he's like, I'm gonna drink beer that I wanna drink. Or I'm gonna brew this beer because I wanna drink it, and I've gotta have a light lager on the board. To me, that's a light enough lager. And we got a ton of people who, you know, would not have ordinarily gone to a Hellas or a Dort you know, flocking to that beer because it was the lightest thing on the menu and it was, you know, the beer that we called a light lager. Shout out Barrett Lauer, by the way. Uh, <laughs> now a right proper brewing company in Washington, D.C. Hell of a guy.
0: Can we talk about the difference between those styles just briefly, if we can, from Helles to a Pilsner to a Dortmunder? What what makes those different?
4: I'll I'll just cover Dortmunder. Uh, so, I mean, Dortmunder for us, we we took a traditional... Dortmunder style lager. It's very malty. It's got a very hard water profile. So uh, we decocted, twisted bit as a traditional Decocks Dortmunder, again. I just don't <laughs> traditional understand Dortmunder style lager would be. Uh, and then we built upon our Covington water profile to match that of Dortmund, Germany. Uh, so you get some hard minerality. Uh, you get a lot of complex malt characteristic. It's a more full body lager uh, with like a nice, like just a hard mineral minerality in the, in the back end. So how does that compare to
0: like a pilsner versus a hellas?
4: Uh, uh, pilsner is going to be more pilsner malt forward, a little more
8: bready, biscuity. Uh, hellas yep, a lot softer. Uh,
0: Dortmunder do- I always
5: got an iron feel.
8: Dortmunder definitely has a big minerality. Yeah, like a it's very almost irony type. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, yep, you're right. So uh, Dortmunder, <laughs> we're not I just got, sitting like, around an, drinking an irony together. Irony kind
5: of taste about them. <laughs> but <listening>. like, sorry, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> My first introduction to Dortmunders was. Uh, Oh, what's that? They did de- the Great Lakes. Great Lakes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Everybody's. Dorf- first introduction to Dortmunder. I mean, that was it. The Dortmunder <laughs> Gold, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, oh, I, and it was smooth and refreshing, and it wasn't crisp like you think of a what, what, traditional pilsner.
0: So I drank Dortmunder Gold like in my early kind of craft beer journey, and I kind of moved past it and didn't look back. And there weren't other Dortmunders happening, and then. Twisted Bit came around for a while and it was so good and it made me dive into this Dortmunder kind of style and try to figure out what makes a Dortmunder versus all this other stuff that's happening right um, we need to talk about Twisted Bit when we're done I need more it's on it. tap right now on so tap I need it that's the Dortmunder set so of the all house. the way down there my <laughs> wife will barely drive me to Blue Ash <laughs> <laughs> she nobody, came, nobody she like, gave me a mean look it, it, My it, wife it, is not normally here when I'm recording podcasts, but she's here because I need her to sell glassware because I spent... She doesn't know how much money I spent on glassware, but I spent a it, lot of money on glassware. Probably a good idea. It goes yeah, back to good. education is power, right? Uh, when we first opened and like,
4: I don't know, within the first six months, we had a Dortmund style lager on tap. The customer not knowing what a Dortmunder style lager is, you do your best to educate them, but ultimately it's going to fall off it's not going to sell because the ah.
0: education's not there yeah except, and it
4: did that we but, bring it back occasionally because it's a fan favorite but, it's an employee
0: favorite a beer like dortmunder gold sticks around yeah why why
4: marketing yeah for sure <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> i have a theory i think styles like that could move if we all had one but when only one or two breweries have one it's perplexing and people They're nervous to ask questions. They don't want to come off as, like, I don't know anything about beer. But if we all had a Dortmunder-style beer and someone tries it at a brewery, they like it, they're going to try it at the next one, too. Uh, I grew up in Cleveland, so my dad always has Dortmunder in the fridge when I go home. It's fantastic. It's that and then the uh, Great Lakes Seasonal that he always has in the Mm. fridge. It's beautiful. Uh, It's one of my favorite styles of lager, for sure. I think it's very drinkable, but a little malty. Um, and it just really hasn't popped off in Cincinnati yet, I feel like, but I think it could. So let's talk about
5: this real quick. Earlier you were asking like, what's the segue between you know, IPAs and lagers, whatever, right? right? So like, everybody started producing IPAs at the same time, like 2013, 2014, 2015, right? Everybody and their sister started producing it. That's what was available, and obviously it got popular, right? That's where the craft breweries now, and we're talking about lagers tonight, Everybody here has a light beer. That's what needs to happen, so to speak. Like each brewery, so to speak, needs to have a light beer.
1: I think you have to more popular. Absolutely right. Yeah, you can't have a brewery in Cincinnati and not have a light beer. Steve? In my opinion.
6: <laughs> Steve.
0: Steve's very quiet over there. Well,
6: I was, I was trying to respect what Danny was saying there before, like. Like our Schwartz beer, it's, it's one of our best-selling beers in a tap room. But you take that beer to distribution, it gets totally lost. Nobody, you know, for one, the general consumer doesn't know what a Schwartz beer is. So when you put that on tap or you go to the your just your customers, your bar owners and stuff like that, and try to put a Schwartz beer on tap, they are never going to touch that beer. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's exactly. try it, they, the buyer may like it, they'll put it on tap, it'll sit there. Um, it's just... The, right, and the consumer it's just a consumer doesn't know what the Schwartz beer is. Exactly if, what happened um, with Twisted Bit. With if anybody room, doesn't listen
0: to the Saunders Stories podcast, they released their their Schwartz beer podcast, the Nocturnal Podcast, right bef- they recorded it before the beer was released, and there was a period in that episode where you can hear somebody called it a Schwartz beer, probably Chase. And yeah. and then No, we're calling it a dark lager. And then somebody No, it's a dark Schwartz lager, so It just went back. They were like Five different names, and there was like this awkward silence of them not knowing how they actually are going to market this beer. And that is uh, like fascinating all... to see that because I, I get I, And with our I,
6: brewery, it's a unique situation. You know, we have a 150-year-old history named brewery, so everybody was coming there for our lager. So once they came for our lager, our pilsners, they then realized we had all the other craft styles. So with us, with being Wiedemann, we kind of brought in the general lager and pilsner light beer drinker and then all of a sudden they're like oh Wiedemann makes the other craft styles so that got a whole genre for us that we weren't getting or maybe some of the other craft breweries weren't getting because of the craft styles and they came into our place and now all of a sudden you know we've got people that have never drank an ipa in their life right they come in for our our bohemian and then all of a sudden they're like hey we'll try the ipa or they'll try our our, our stouts our imperials you know and then it's like you know, I mean, I remember being upstairs and a customer coming like, what's a milkshake IPA? And they drank it and they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah,
7: so, I personally, I think all Schwartz beers should be uh, marketed after uh, Spaceballs. Just a, little, <laughs> just a little free marketing advice for everybody.
8: My biggest question is, what can we do as breweries to better educate on loggers? It's, it's really hard. It is because hard. Because people think, Grandpa beer well, that's, when they it, see logger, especially Pilsner.
0: going back over to weedem yeah, grab it, that it, mic it. because there was a period <laughs> of time and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say this very uh gingerly weedem beer was shit like there was a time and there are a lot of people i'm sorry they're kids here addy cover your ears it was shit <laughs> my my niece is here she she said she says damn now and she got in trouble for it um <laughs> just gonna get embarrassed now um and beer has been around forever, and it 's gone through this 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 process and I, I I would compare it to kind of the the process of light beer to where there was a time when light beer was all you drank it was it was beer it's, it it was it was all there that was all that existed and then there went through this period where there was good good light beer and not great light beer. How do you take somebody that sees the name light beer we'll say or or weedamin or whatever it may be like sees sees that name and says i i've, I've tried that i've, I've tried light beer and it's, it's my grandpa drank and it sucked i don't want that i want something else how do you how do you how do you do that the
8: education is so difficult and i think we were speaking of an on it earlier with the 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 progress as far as like new england style or hazy ipa's right. or whatever it's it's it might be higher in flavor, but literally on the palate, it's all lighter. Like it's not as bitter. Uh, the body's bigger, but it's but it's like it's fluffier. You know what I mean? And it's kind of the same concept with me as lagers. Everything's very light.
0: But and you've got to you've but... got to literally grab somebody by the shoulders, like this is why it's better. <laughs> how, like, you have to edge, how, No, that's, it that's what that's our battle's been
6: from day one. I mean, it's you know they think it's the Weedman from you know from the old that their grandpa's Weedman. Right. And when I mean we get customers come in and they they've been generation Weedman drinkers, they'll come into our tap room and, and they say uh, I'll I'll have a Weedman, you know, <laughs> and they have no idea that we have, you know, that we have all those other ones. So right. it's just an educational fact, even with our customers. So definitely in. I is, definitely agree with the education aspect of it. But is there value,
0: if if, uh, if, there's, if you're minute, is there value in making some kind of uh, dry-hopped pilsner that's called Eagle Piss, just to <laughs> talk about it? <laughs> just to, I
6: mean, I'm all for the dry-hopped pilsner, but I don't know about the Eagle Piss. But I, I think mean, to it's...
3: start that conversation... 60% so, of the time, it works all the time. all
6: the time. That's the
5: Ron Burgundy aspect, right? Yeah, right?
6: So, like... And we yeah, have his posters all over on our brewery, so it might <laughs> work.
5: What were beer commercials back in the 80s and 90s? Do you
0: remember them? Oh, I remember As, them. Yeah. It doesn't
5: matter about education. It matters about...
0: Tastes <laughs> great, less filling, Marketing. and they wrestle in the fountain, right? And sex like that appeal, was, that's
5: right, right? It's good, it's good so commercial. So you've got that aspect, which is okay. I, we're all corner stores here, so, so, so to speak. So, like, why would we do that? It's all got to do with marketing, and then, to me, it's the staff in the brewery itself. Educating the customers, each one of them at a time. Like, hey, you ordered Steuben Tiger. You want to try the volume?
6: Hey, you want to try the sour? I think our biggest thing with us, with, with changing the look of Weedman, has been signing on with our distributor. Our distributors really help educate the consumer on our end. Um, you know, we went with a true, solid, craft distributor with premium. And um, they have really taken us to a different level. It helped us get into with the other craft styles. And then once they try our beers, they realize, hey, you know, that's not what it was. It is craft now.
3: Yeah, I, I think one of the trepidation points you want to look at is, is we're not trying to chase macro beers. We're not trying to chase Bud Light. We're not trying to chase Anheuser-Busch cores. But they honestly, kudos to them. They have a marketing platform that works. Good for us. That's only a 16th of our platform, right? You're not trying to chase them, but no, are, you trying, to chase them, are but you trying to pack away that to forest a
0: little bit and kind of get some of those people and then, then We, we work are trying
3: on? to diminish their business absolutely 100% Luly. Yes, we are. We are trying to take away from them because, I mean, there's the guys who are trying to crush us every day. We're like the little ants in the colonies who like the big, big shoes are coming on, stomping on us every day. Hmm. Yes, the macro versus the micro. We're yeah, the difference. We're all in the the
8: difference. same boat, right? But, all but, of us. But here's the deal: we can we can do we
3: can do logger better, albeit not as cost effective as them. I want to use the word cheaper. I hate to use that word, but. uh we can do it. We can do it better. We can do it together. It, 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 it's it's not like I'm not, we're not like some Mason or some union of of brewers, right? That trying to, you know band together, and we're not you know the the no, Lord of the Rings trying to you know take down Mordor and whatever. But 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 we're I ch- would not be about it though. <laughs> <laughs> like <that. laughs> I am Frodo. I can I see a carrying to I have hairy toes. I mean, like yeah. a big axe, yeah. like a really big one. Just right, carry right. it around. Yeah. I mean, Frodo, why didn't you just dump the damn ring into the fire pit? That's all. One of the things we're doing at
2: Cartridge, as far as the education thing goes, is right now through the summer, the only, the only dark beer, the only black beer we have on is Schwartz beer. Um, and so it, it, it's nice because for us, I, I, think the, I, I think a solid pitch for a beer like that is a lot of times people are used to the concept of seeing a dark beer and thinking stout and thinking like heavy roast coffee. We've been pitching as, as cold brew, right? Like it has some of those elements. Right. And it's, it's it's an easy way to swing it. And so for us, we've just made that choice. That's the only black beer that we have on right now. It's a beer called Covert, our our just, beer.
8: Just to piggyback a little bit off on that, our uh, only dark beer on on draft right now is actually Alt Route. It's our, our alt beer. So it's it's Alt-Beer. another part of that whole <laughs> <a lot> of <laughs> <higher> education. I <laughs> yeah. <Alt-Beer>. love it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's fantastic. I love it this year. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. That balance of dark beer in the summer is really hard to hit. We, yeah. For years and years and years, we car- carried coffee, please, on draft, all throughout the summertime, on nitro, and really sold. Um, and the, like four or five people, you know, would come in like however many times a week and just crush the keg or whatever. But it wasn't like we were just selling it out. But Alt-Rout, our alt beer is selling really, really well right now, so. Um, but, but traditional it, it, German
0: like lagered and everything, you know, like. But it goes back to that again. Going back to that education and trying to get people to just just trust that that there's something else going on here that maybe you haven't you haven't figured out yet, and like you if, can have a dark bear without marshmallows yeah. and, and lactose yeah. and all the other things in so it, you know. If if you're a craft beer drinker and you're out at a brewery, a tap room, and it's summertime and you're with your buddies and you've got that person that makes some kind of stupid joke about drinking dark beer when it's summertime, just grab them a sports beer, an alt beer, whatever it may be, and be like, man, you're, you're ridiculous. This, like, just try Educate this. Educate yourself. But it's not like it, tap rooms can't can't do all of that we live in a world now where somebody can't walk up to that 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 bar on a saturday and be like man i don't i don't know anything about beer what are all these like and like they can't do that like that's that's our job now is like that the person that walked in with them that has been here before or has you know kind of dove into this world a little deeper like Get some samples, get, some, get, get a flight, and get just, a flight. Just, just, just just freaking drink some beer and just try some stuff. If, try something you don't like. Try, just try something and just keep trying stuff because uh, something that you may not like today, uh, next month, may completely blow your mind. We always and, try to
6: push that to people. When they come in, you always ask, you know, if but, they haven't never been there before. But not
0: like, everybody does.
6: Right, you know, we always ask, what's your style? Hey, try this for your first one, you, you know. We always try to get them out of their comfort zone first, then bring them back. You know, and a lot of times they'll find that. You know, a lot of guys, like you were saying, you only have one dark right now. You know, we have our Dunkel on year round. We have our Schwartz on year round. Um, You know, 90% of our sales in our tap room are our loggers, you know. Once you get a following with those beers and your customer base gets used to them, they'll drink them. But it's hard to get that first sell. You know, it's it's hard. And you just got to... Kind of got to suggest and force that on. And if even it's, with your, if even- it's
0: easy, you're doing something wrong. Like, it shouldn't be easy. It should be this thing of like, just constantly pushing people out of their, their comfort zone. If I walk into your tap room and you say, hey, we just started brewing a seltzer, guess what? You should make me try your seltzer. I don't want it, and it makes me mad, but... You should make me drink it. So you're because talking, sometimes it's sometimes it
3: it is it, something. It's our something. hard lemonade,
8: like with 50 West or hard fantastic. lemonade. Fantastic! You've got to try it. If you don't yeah. try
0: it, well, I would so, have, I would have
8: never yeah, ordered it. A, according so to
3: Facebook, I think Gandhi said it: "Be the beer you want to be in this world." Yeah. You know, you just, sorry as a joke. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think from we'll an pu- ideological right.
0: you can push
4: people to try things. You can push people it. to try things. On a Saturday at noon, when you first open, right?
9: right. Yeah, I that, agree. You know,
4: say, that, I mean, look at look at this place on a Monday.
0: As you're gonna try to push everybody to a lager right now? Right. No, you're, yeah. right, I mean, you're, you're right. It just doesn't There's a time. Who to play. Uh, can we? Who here right now is not drinking a lager? I one, two. So either everybody's lying, or there's somebody <laughs> drinking IPA. See, this
4: guy's got it. You gotta
0: go with what sells. I mean, that,
4: I mean that is it's. <laughs> We had, uh, we had an alt beer on tap for a while, and I traditionally brewed lager, like classic alt beer. Uh, and it's, it didn't sell. Uh, just in our tap We didn't release it in distribution. Didn't sell. Changed it to an amber ale, and it was gone within two weeks. So
8: I... Uh, it's education. Two it's things. Education. Could I get one of them fuels there, Evan? Absolutely. And the other <laughs> thing <laughs> was... <laughs> the other thing was... Um, a while ago, I decided that I wanted to brew a common, like traditional steam common, like lager, everything. Call it and, a steam uh, beer. Yeah, steam <laughs> beer, common ale, whatever the hell you want to call it. And uh, I remember our sales rep coming back, and and uh, she had a run-in with, with a brewery, own, brewery owner, and he said, why would I want to have a common beer when there's all these non-common
0: beers around? <laughs> I'm like, that... that. <laughs> And I said, Did you explain to him? Shout, out. Like, well, Shout out to Westside did. for calling a beer their common, the common beer. Another beer another that should be sitting at this table. But stable. I drew
8: a, did a true common uh, Cali girl, and uh, and I love that beer. I love that beer to death. But uh, lager beer as well. But it's that education part that even you got to educate the people that are buying for tap rooms. You know, oh. it's like, what do you mean you don't know what a common ale is? Like,. Like I've you've never looked, had Anchor Steam? Like here's that's the 30-second like history go through. <laughs> <laughs> go-to, right? I have,
0: I have long advocated for a brewery or a tap room that would just open up and not tell us what style something is. Give me an ABV and like a couple little like flavor notes, put it on tap, and be like, this is beer one, and it's malty, and it's sweet, and it's, Jason uh, Statham it's caramely. And, and, and it's that's just all, a
7: Jason Statham movie you know exactly what you're getting into but
0: that's all you need to know about the beer don't don't cloud my mind with some kind of style that you're trying to d- put out there to to make me either want to drink it or not want I've to drink it I've got a counter like just, argument to this Okay, give I've it to got me. a counter argument you're right? wrong but give it well, to me it's
5: fine um, <laughs> the staff that we have down at the shop um, they are very knowledgeable about what they're selling and But there will
0: still be people that walk in your door that don't talk about it, but that won't order, that they're not going to order a a Schwartz beer because they had one and they didn't like it. So they won't talk to you about it. They won't tell you why they didn't order it, but they're going to order something else. At the same time, though, we
5: always get constant reviews of, hey, your staff is friendly and knowledgeable. And that knowledgeable part is the part that I'm constantly, it's easy to be friendly, right? But being knowledgeable is something different, right? right. We got to educate the young men and ladies, so to speak, that are coming in the shop going, hey, we do things
0: a little differently. So it takes that little bit of education, and I think it goes a long way. But it, my point is, remove all that bias before people even get a chance to order their beer. Don't let, them, don't let them have some kind of thing that they think in their head. Don't let them think, oh, light lager. Yeah, my grandpa drank that. I don't want it. All in their head before they even order yeah. their beer. Oh. Let them say, oh, this is, this is crisp and it's floral and it's uh, crushable. I'm ordering that, but maybe not a light lager because I, I have some kind of preconceived notion in my head about what that is.
1: No, from a personal perspective, I love your idea. I would go to that brewery all the time just to like play the mind game of sure. figuring out what is what. But from an education standpoint, it's largely my job at Sonder and I feel like it's twofold. Uh, one is a long play, and one is more of a like, concerted effort every single day. Yeah. The one is making sure that our entire team is speaking the same language. So marketing, sales, taproom, production. Yeah all being on the same page as far as what is the flavor profile of this beer? What is the goal of this beer? Who's gonna drink this beer? How do you describe it to people? If someone orders this beer, what do you recommend next? Right. Or how do you have that conversation with the consumer? I totally get it, if it's a busy Saturday, you're not gonna really be able to have a conversation with the consumer, but largely craft beer consumers will stop in at slow hours so they can try beers and stuff like that, so you know, a large part of my role at Sounder is making sure that we're all on the same page. We're talking right. about the beer the same. We're saying the same language. I think that's really important. That's kind of the short game, right? So like, we're pumping our loggers and we're making sure that I'm saying the same language on social media that our production staff is saying, that our taproom staff is saying to consumers, that our sales staff is saying to buyers. The long game is frankly just making craft loggers cool. I, I think that a lot of light lager drinkers choose to stick with what they know because they don't want to try a beer they're gonna end up not liking. Or they're worried about the price point or they're worried about, you know, the the ability to get it regularly because craft beers rotate so much, right? That's why Voss for us is not a logger, but it's a Kolsch. It's available year round. It's eight ninety nine. It's an approach, it's an approachable price point. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, you can pick up at Kroger and a twelve pack or a six pack. You can pick it up at most retailers. You can always get it at the brewery. It's number one on our board in the tap room every single day. And it's something that we just have to commit to, right? So there's that short game play of making sure that our entire staff at Saunders is speaking the same language. That's what we can do in the immediate, and then in the long term, just trying to make lagers cool. And I think we have the ability to do it here because of breweries like we have on the board here that make incredible beers. I'm sampling all of the beers that I, I'm trying to here. I think They've been, I've missed
6: like nine Steve. of them. I know.
1: I, I'm really sad I didn't get an October fuel, but that's all right.
6: I think some of like what he's saying is to, to make the loggers cool. I mean, if you go back, like he stated, you know, you go back to 2013, 2014, they weren't cool. And, you know, the brewers were – it was part of the brewers' fault. We were like, I don't drink those. Drink the IPAs. Yeah. You know, and now you go back. And, you know, Evan, before when he was talking about what he's done, you know, What we've done in the brewery as brewers, that was my drinking style. You know, you go back 2013, 2014, I wanted 100 IBUs, 8% alcohol, and I wanted to sit there and crush stone ruinations all night, and you, you tried, but you couldn't do it, you know, but, you know, that's what we did as brewers, you know, and we made those beers, and then all of a sudden, we as brewers evolved, and... And, and back then, we were saying, oh, the lagers aren't cool. We're not going to do that.
4: You finish your brew day, and that 100 <laughs> IBU IPA is like, oh, I
6: really just want, like, a nice,
4: <laughs> crisp lager. <laughs> Can I get, like, a 4% crispy boy?
8: <laughs> Honestly, I think where we go from here to make it sexy, and I'll take my, uh, I'll tip my cap to Taft's Brewing, because Taft's has been doing some great dry hop pilsners, like New Zealand hops, uh, Australian, just pushing that envelope as far as um, the flavors that you can get out of a, a traditional Pilsner or lager, if you want to call it traditional, but they're pushing that dry hop, uh, that dry hop thing with, with any kind of New Zealand, Australian, any of the new sexy, Damn. cool hops. Um, I think that that's kind of where we, were, where we make lager, Pilsner, lager beer in general, sexy. Again, um, is See, through I, that route, I don't know, like to the mainstream. Me personally, I just want middle fruit and, and sots and, and Does it have to be it. sexy? Like, like I'm, I'm not, that's I'm not, sexy to me. I'm not. Like, does it have, have to
0: be? Though? I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you, but I'm. Yeah, exactly. I just. I name I, my dog
4: middle fruit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a mosaic and a Weller. <laughs> oh, no, and a Buggles.
8: You have a Buggle okay? cat. <laughs>
0: I just so I, it. I think that the, the the road to go from here is is less trying to make it sexy for you know, like this this craft beer mindset of you know dry hop this or fruity pebble this. I, yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's the wrong way to go though. I think you've got to go back to that experience of drinking a beer. Like when you sit in a beer garden, a, a good beer garden and you've got like a shaded area and you've got like community tables and you've got some kind of music going on and you've got a giant Stein of something, and you are just sitting there, just putting it away in the summer, knocking and back you, brats. You yeah. yeah, like and that, like that experience, like that's what beer is about. Like, and it's it's not actually about the beer at all. It's about Free all enough. this, it's about all this other stuff that just, the experience, yeah, right? It, like when, that's what sells. And when it when it clicks, and you just you get that moment, you're like, oh my god, like I don't want this to stop. I would venture ever. to say that. That's I,
8: I don't look at the numbers, and I, I, um, I'm just a brewer. I don't run front of house at 50 West or anything like that. I would venture to say that more people at 50 West enjoy the experience. Oh,
0: 100%. More than they do the food or the drink. I and think. And that's what it's all about. I, I think
3: it's all inclusive. I
0: actually think I could say that about every single place at this table right now, is that people come there not necessarily, not that anybody's making bad beer, but they don't come there for the beer. People are coming there for something else, and like when you can really tap into that, and, and something light and crushable, and just that just hits that. That's 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 it. You
6: I think just that's have to get people art.
0: to put it in their glass, and have to get people to experience that thing.
6: That's something that's really happened with us. post pandemic is our tap room sales and everything has just. I mean, it's it's quadrupled. Right. I mean, um. People have you know when they went out, they said, "Let's try something different." They started, you know, the first they came to our place, and it's different. Our brewery is totally different. It doesn't has a, it has a totally different brewery feel, you know. Than, it's just different. Yeah. And when people got there, they saw what it was, and it really helped. You know, people were coming back, yeah. and it, it the, we have really grown since the pandemic.
7: Oh, yeah. So, so are we just going to do Baltic Porter in part two of this podcast? No, we, I'm, I'm in. We it, keep talking, about, we all keep talking about light and crushable. <laughs> I mean, and, and all nobody's, nobody's talked about my, my that's, favorite that's, lady, Baltic Porter, you know? opening <laughs> up. here.
5: All, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I'm just... All right. So I know we've got some brewers in the house, right, that don't see the front of the house. But I will tell you, with me, it started with the beer, but it's turned out to be the people. Like... I love meeting cool people every oh, yeah. day and I get the opportunity to do so every single day of my life at the brewery. And it's turned but it's Jeez turned use magical your microphone like, voice. being like in <laughs> front of like all of Cincinnati and not of all of Cincinnati but like even like the people that like travel here. That is started with the beer but it turned into people for me for sure.
3: And and, and, oh, and I'll uh, piggyback on that. I mean, like, think about the beer you drank through your life, right? What introduced you to craft beer, or it might have been imported beer before craft was cool, or before craft even existed. Think about the the the, the, the this. Hey, they use. I got two kids, so I'm going to use the Lion King term, the circle of life, right? But think about what's gotten you into that. What's kept you in there? And is it a community thing? Is it a is it a, is it a vibe? Is it a cyclical thing? Is it something that you've tried out and then you've come back to loggers which is what I've done I've been, I was an IPA junkie right I mean and now I'm just want to do loggers at this point in my life think about I I challenge everybody and what do you like as part of the craft room community what do you what what draws you back to this place or what draws you back to Sonder or Cartridge or Braxton or or Rebel yeah. Metal, or 50 West, or, or Wiedemann, or Moorline. What draws you to those places? What keeps you coming back for more? What is it? The people. It's life. definitely
8: not the beer, because you can get the beer at the corner, Direct right? Yeah.
5: That's what it breaks down to. There's yeah. Great, it's a, is an awesome place voice. to live.
3: It's a culture.
0: You're, you're yeah. bad with the mic. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> It's yeah, funny. I, I don't realize no one can hear you. It, it's <laughs> the beer. It's the people. It's the experience. Right.
4: It's 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 the environment. It's,
6: yeah, it's the environment. It's the, the it's the experience.
4: It's an experiential thing. Going to a brewery, drinking the beer, the freshest beer you can possibly get from the brewery that you like. Uh, the environment, the people that you interact with, uh, the bartenders that are educating you on beers that you might not necessarily know about. It's uh, uh, it, it the is ballpark. all of that wrapped up into one little
0: ball. It's the biggest secret of craft beer. Yeah, even one. even the knuckle even the knuckleheads that are lining up to buy a can of something that it's going to explode in their hand, they're still they're lining up, but they're lining up not because of the beer. They're lining up from for something else. Marketing. They're wanting some kind of a, or well, a com- money, Se- secondary a value, co- a community or something. <laughs> it's, it's it's not it's not even that. It's something else that is getting them to. Then they they want to feel bourbon part bourbon. of something, and it's that's what beer is about: is being part of something else. It's being part of a community or a, a group of friends that just sits around the the. the picnic table in the backyard and just drinks a bunch of crazy crap that they've never had before and i i will say that those people that are buying stupid beers that are going to explode are just as valid for that experience and that desire for that experience they're just I, faulty for we how could, it I I write write we gotta we, we gotta write a them. book called things
5: we only do once by the way <laughs> i
0: got attest to that
4: <laughs> uh because i would say six months it was in the middle of the pandemic so middle of last year that exact thing. There was a pandemic, but, but buddy, buddy's driveway. Uh, we were all spread out in the driveway, and it was just a blind tasting, and it was all nobody knew what we were tasting. So much. Fun. It was all macro logger. So much with, fun with with the exception of like two or three local loggers. Uh, nobody knew what they were getting
0: because one of the buddy's wives set it up. We've 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 been there. Uh, shout out. Was it, it Keystone? Keystone one. Uh, you, shout out to Milwaukee's best premium. Ooh, yeah, the, Milwaukee's best local, premium. Local. <laughs> <laughs> shout out it to Miller, Miller Coors It was unanimous. It was unanimous. It was stupid. Uh, who, as we learned on Shift Beers, uh, cranks out uh, Milwaukee's <laughs> best ice in forty-two ounce plastic bottles. Oh, yeah. Local. Oh. Local. <laughs> shout out Mickey's
7: grenades. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can Can we talk before before we start <laughs> wrapping things up? Can we talk about decoction? <laughs> Like not not actually what it is because I don't understand it. But is it? And I know that there's going to be some disagreement. Is it necessary? Uh, no. What Our is, malt what is, is it? too modified. What is it? D- d- decoction. Decoction. Our decoction. malt is so
8: modified. In my opinion, okay. I'm sure Evan's so going to disagree. Is, but this is what yeah. I need to understand. Our malt is so modified. We do not need to do it.
0: Oh dear God, we can't. I understand that nobody understands fight, what it fight, is, but fight, it's so fight, confusing. Bye. Bye. Bye.
8: Bye.
4: Go, Go ahead, ahead. Evan. I, You're all about it. I'm not going to say it's Mike, necessary. Mike. What I will say is that... So, Take Twisted Bit, for example. Uh, we brewed Twisted Bit for a very long time, and when we started scaling up and ramping up and growing, we didn't have enough tank space. We were trying to figure out how to save cycle time. We stopped decocting Twisted Bit, Ooh. used... Um, uh, what's the malt I'm thinking of? Um, Floor malted Bohemian Pilsner. No? No. No, uh, it's a Wireman product. You know? um, Nobody cares. Nobody oh, the listen. melanoid just malt. Some kind of...
2: Melanoid malt. Yeah,
4: yeah. so we use melanoid malt okay. instead yeah. of decocting. Uh, you could tell... Oh, melanoid. So, yeah, it's, that,
2: yeah. It's still so, two different things. And I mean, it's not that decoction isn't a thing. It makes a product and it has an impact on, on the finished beer. Um, the question is just whether or not like, it has to be done to do certain styles correctly. There's... A valid, valid argument to say that the range of malt and the way that malt is made now and the range of malt that there is available, you can get where you need to be without decoction. Some people just like doing the process though. And, and there's something it is to be really said for that. If you're a brewery mash. that's doing decoction, I hope you enjoy it. And that doesn't sound like yeah. weird or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. But like there, yeah. There's, yeah. But, but there's, But yep. there's part of the ritual of the brew day that yeah. you enjoy, right? And that would be that would be part of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but you don't necessarily have to go that direction. He, he is hundred percent correct. You yeah, don't, the, the you people don't people have love to love do it, it Are the people don't love doing you don't have
8: to do it when you, you feel really uh, good about it? Correct. doing. It I mean it's, it's
0: the same thing as uh, brewing a <laughs> lager, right? Like can can it's not
8: easy, this, but like I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna make the best product.
0: Without
4: decocting P- possibly i i don't know it's pretty tough uh he, he might he might he might say yes i we we tried but it once. sounds like you're saying we, we no, tried you it don't want to say no but we started with a recipe that had a decoction it didn't when we tried to not decoct it whether it was the lack Do you of still inserting october Fuel? yes whether it was the lack of inserting the right malts to create the same malt profile uh for twisted bit it did not work um we then went back to decocting twisted bit October Fuel has been decocted from day one. We will never touch that recipe because it's very special to my heart, to a lot of the, how many, the original. How many people don't are involved touch it. in
0: this recipe? Is
4: this, uh, is, this October, is fuel, that... October Fuel is a very like simple recipe that dates back to my homebrewing days, and it's just never been touched since except from scaling up. Right? How long does that um,
2: decoction brew day take you?
4: So, so Typically, we brew Monday through Saturday, uh, 4 a.m. to 10 p.m., it takes uh, a week. Doing, it takes doing, a week to brew. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing three to four three to four brews a day uh, in that time period for October fuel. Uh, we're brewing um, basically twenty four seven to fill a hundred twenty barrel okay. tank. So it's it's forty eight hours to so fill one twenty. What does the
2: cation add to uh, it, lengthwise? Yeah, to, 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 uh,
4: lengthwise, it adds uh, just shy. of 10 hours? I mean, we, we sure. can do, yeah, just shy 10 <laughs> well, hours. And listen, and, and that's <laughs> only, great because there, hours, there's guys. a part of
2: it. So our, <laughs> our best-selling beer is Cartucho, our, our, our Mexican lager. Um, and I could make Which a light, I, I could make a light ale Spanish, that's 20% rice, and we could throw a friggin lime in it, and people would drink the shit out of it. But that's not the point. Yep. Like, the point <laughs> is, is, so what's nice is I'm in a position where I can still make it that beer, right? Because that's good for me. Right. And so when I was talking about decoction before, dude, if, if decoction is part of what you love uh, about making that beer and you enjoy the process, I think we should be enjoying the process. Uh, absolutely. So if, if you want to be diving in on them, that's fantastic. My equipment doesn't necessarily lend itself yeah. the way I chose to have it laid out. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? It's it's, it's
0: one of those things. <laughs> though, right? <laughs> there's there's a fun there's a fun yeah. road we could go down it, here a little bit. A, if, we, if we want to get kind of kind of geeky behind the scenes on the business we, we, of, uh, of making beer where does that line start to shift of what is the s- smart business way to do things and the smart the brewer yeah, but, the but,
2: but, well, but there's, but but there's like, nothing efficient I, about what we it, do no i mean, that, I mean honestly it's, so like you, you compare you compare me to ryan guys i will never be efficient Right, everything I do in my brew house is 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 wasteful compared to the largest How breweries. Right? How does that right?
0: balance hit with all of you guys, though? Because like I know that like at a certain point, and we're coming out of the out of the. That's it's you. It's point back that way. Point it back to, behind you. No, just you can set it down, but point it back behind you. I don't know. It, it might be you. Might not be. I don't know. If, if. I don't know. If, but, but no but that's who you but who you guys are is is making lager beer like it's hard to it's it's hard to say that you're going to have an argument about oh no yeah we need to we need to lager this for an ungodly amount of time to make what we want to make as as things change or as you are a i mean maybe 50 west is a good example of it of maybe lager lager beer is not the the most efficient way to make what no, the end tank space is, is a problem. So tank is, space is
8: the biggest problem when it comes to lager beer. Is, it's not the time. So with him speaking on decoction, I don't know if we mentioned, like, came to the point of what decoction is.
0: We didn't because we're afraid. But what
8: decoction is is literally <laughs> taking your grain and water and raising the temperature of it slowly throughout. Simplest way to say
3: it. To caramelize.
8: caramelize and create a bigger body, et cetera. But that's, this, that's literally decoction to in a nutshell. We, A, <laughs> a we don't have the equipment to do it, right. and B, don't have the time to do it. Because you go from taking a, a brew day that might take for us five hours, it now turns into seven, seven and a half. Well, in those extra two and a half hours, I could mash and almost be done with a lotter of another beer. And then if I have to decoct three times in a day... But that's shit. But
0: that's true. I mean, sorry. That's true on every <laughs> yeah. level of logger. Like it's the very nature of logger. Yeah. Lager so is, uh, I mean, is
8: the does, store. In does German, anybody? Right?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. I was yeah. going to ask a question see if anybody knew oh, what well, I meant. You sorry, it meant. Oh well, sorry, I ruined that one. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I, it, it it's 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 spending extra time with a beer that maybe current craft beer says you don't need to spend with a beer. You can you can.
3: You want to jump in on this? I'm not going to argue that, again, I talked about curating a a lager earlier. I'm not going to argue that you don't get better quality out of that product. I can't argue for or against it. But what I can tell you, and I think Josh had mentioned this earlier, the grains today, other than six row grains, we got two row, we got Pilsner malts, they're so over modified now. Poor malted
8: bohemian pills right. is the greatest I, thing since you know. ever. <laughs>
3: ever. Uh, how, honestly, it, it, at, the, at the end though. of the day, we, we, we are a production brewery, and I'm, I'm not going to assume anything for anybody else on my <laughs> panel. We are a production brewery. We want to produce beer by volume. We're not your hyper local. How brewery. long does it take to turn a lager? Oh, my God. 20.
0: How,
8: like, how long uh, does it take to turn a lager? To, into, into one of our fermenters and out of, out of one of our fermenters on, a, on American okay. Lager, which is out here somewhere, um, it's on average about 23 to 25 days. Okay. So we're cutting our logger time short just because we don't have the space. Okay. And we can't keep up. Um, in an ideal world, it's days. closer to 31 days. Literally uh, 31 no days. No comment. Depends on just, the logger. Just so that
1: Chase and Luke don't yeah. get mad at me, mm-hmm. I needed to make sure I said this on the podcast. Uh, they will mm-hmm. die by decoction. They are firm. They are firm believers in it. They practice it in a lot of oh, our German I style lagers. It, it's the I art can't of the craft. Say right? I yeah, that is, that that is yeah. you can't
0: say why, it. I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. We were, Chase, we were, saying, we were we fortunate
2: it. enough to hey, design hey, equipment hey, that was designed to decock. That right. <laughs> that's like, what we built our brewery
6: out. It was designed to decock.
4: it's just it's fun. And and I can tell you the guys, uh, the production team gets fired up when October fuel season comes around because they get to brew overnight, which only happens one time a year for that beer. Like it's somebody comes in at three thirty in the morning and it doesn't stop until the tank is full the next day. Um, but, but yeah, I mean it, you, it. It it this beer is anywhere from thirty seven to forty two days for October fuel, garage beer. So, garage beer, so, Twenty it's tasty. days. But so twenty. But it's, so, re, it's recipe design.
0: How how fast so we get like 23, can 24 you on our turn a logger? How what? You How can do it in
2: nineteen you? days. I mean, yeah, I mean gr- you can, garage 20 if, you're days. if if you're brewing something small. You, you know what I mean? But I, I, think takes, <laughs> I, I think it takes I think it takes <laughs> I think it. It, it takes time.
8: time.
0: I'm waiting on anybody else to
8: chime. out like an Oktoberfest beer rolls around, like Wienermobile through us, we're looking at it closer to like Wait, did you just call days, it, you call it
0: Wienermobile? Vienna no, uh, Wiener Mobile? Vienna
4: Wienermobile. Wiener
8: Mobile.
0: Wiener Wiener Wiener
4: Wiener Vienna mobile.
0: Nope. You told me what it's called. I'm never gonna go back.
4: Have <laughs> you ever seen a bag of wireman uh uh Vienna malt? In uh, German Wiener Vienna is Wiener. Wiener. Wienermalt. Wiener Vienna. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yes, but he called so, it Wienermobile. That so that Wiener Mobile right. Wiener <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's fun, right? <laughs> but so, no, uh, on average can can you turn loggers faster than yes. than than what you guys are all talking about. We could, but yes. it's not as sexy. It's not uh, as good.
4: Garage beer was designed to be a quick turning beer. That was right. like from concept of the brand to uh, creation to it being sold in stores. The idea you was you said what twenty eight days? Twenty days. 20, 20 days. It's, uh, it's, it's BD, BDK negative and seven, loggers for 10. Loggers in the can, right, bud? No, loggers <laughs> in the tank. Loggers <laughs> well, in the can. Loggers.
8: Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, I mean, October Fuel, like I said, it's 37 to 42. Uh, Tropic Flare, 30 day beer.
8: Whoa, Tropic Flare is a 30 day beer. Hop creep. Scary. It's, real. <laughs> it's real. It's <laughs> real. It yeah.
5: That's not a logger. We're not talking I about it. I see it's core competency. Maybe you could do things quicker and not sacrifice quality.
0: I would be really curious to see um, some of the fast turn loggers, and if you put them in front of somebody, if they could really pick it out. As
8: a, as a brewer, garage beer to be turned in 20 days is truly really incredible. Because garage beer is a good beer. And I, for it to be turned in 20 days as a lager? I know. I, really well done.
0: I know that there are beers that have been produced at this table that have been done in faster than 20 days. I know it. And they're great lagers. And I just, I, I can't, I can't,
3: can't do it. I can't answer that question. But Can I you? will tell you that Crappers Conference in 2018 had a nice seminar that you should probably go check out and research. That's all I'm going to say.
0: All right, we'll, we'll start wrapping things up because we're going to have an after show to talk about. <laughs> I do
8: have one thing I for beer everybody beer here on morning. this panel. All right.
0: Every the, everybody on this
8: panel, domestic logger number one. Go, Danny.
0: Uh, I'm a banquet to, guy. We need to clarify here. Domestic is not oh, a real term oh, anymore. All of this is domestic. It's brewed around the corner from your house. Macro. <laughs> macro. you, you, big macro, beer, you big big right. Beer. You're
8: right, though. Macro. because
0: this is domestic beer as domestic as you get it's around the corner from your house and I I put up a fight every time I go into an Applebee's which has been a very long time Where'd you and build they it? say domestics My are garage. on sale and how many, and like, oh, to
7: that. You go how many Applebee's have you been be kicked out with your apple? family there? did you get Seven. your Anitizers? campaign
4: <laughs> <S laughs> so, you a beer? he <laughs> <laughs> said, said, said
9: banquet banquet
4: yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, I would go banquet too I'm not gonna lie, I have to go with our 2018 world's best fucking pilsner, Vlad. Sorry. (laughs) It's domestic.
8: (laughs) It's not macro. (laughs)
4: macro (laughs) I'm a high life guy. I'm a high life guy. PBR all
8: day long. Um (laughs) after midnight, high life. Before midnight, banquet.
6: I'm a PBR guy too.
7: I got a couple three Miller Lights in my fridge right now. I'm Fair not gonna up. lie. Gotta love that corn syrup. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Somebody brought it for the Fourth of July, and <laughs> it works for me. It's baby. delicious
5: and awesome, and it goes down
3: like water. Great with burgers. <laughs> no, I have a gift for you before you end this. Okay. All right. Well, I hit the mute. Okay.
0: I already hit the music. And this. This is the last of the Valhalla's. I feel like the little brother. Oh, was... yes. This is one of my favorite fretboard beers in the world. This stuff is so freaking delicious. wawa! If you guys have not tried this before, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's all mine. No, maybe, maybe, maybe we can work something out. But guys, um, did, you Kroger? Kroger? did you buy um, that logger? Did you buy that logger? Everybody, yep. if if you have not been to one of these places that is sitting here, or several of these places that are sitting here, go there. Go there and drink a bunch of beer and tell them that you came there because you want a logger. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, links are in the show notes for people that aren't here. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.